Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Hey, everybody. It's Spare Change, part of Stackin' Penny's Weekend Preview. Danielle Trotta, Corey LaJoy, Ryan Flores, presented by Mobile One. Corey just laid down a good lap out there. The round of eight guys, everybody took a lap down there at Homestead Miami Speedway, middle race of the round of eight. Corey, how's Florida treating you? Uh, well, I hate Florida, for the record, Danielle. I hate palm trees. I hate the pastel colors on everything, whether it's on the side of houses I hate like the little tiles that are on all the houses, like the little brown ones. Uh, I don't like the architecture. I like the racetracks in Florida, New Smyrna, Daytona, here obviously. But when you leave the track, I'm good with that. Crocodiles, alligators, Florida can keep it. Who doesn't like palm trees? I don't. They don't change colors. I, I love a good fall changing colors creates a nice scenic view palm trees stay the same all year so there's really nothing interesting about them he's a cannabis redneck at his core the only Super. palm trees that i've ever seen in my life before going to florida is at mike wallace's house because he was the only guy <laughs> in north carolina had palm trees can't miss them the foliage is beautiful here in charlotte Corey. so it'll be awaiting you once you get back but you have a job to do how'd you feel about your lap today p20 for sunday yeah i feel like our car uh, makes a lot of grip, especially long runs. I feel like our pace held hold on, uh, held on well. The 24 ended up being behind us for like the last 15, 18 laps of the run in practice, and and we maintained. We were tit for tat, 33, 40s, and 50s. Uh, we were 14th on average. So I knew trying to get a good lap in qualifying was was key. But I don't think people realize how hard it is to go from being your, you know, you. you your car continues to lose pace over the long run as your tires wear, they get hot and you end practice running 33 40s and 50s, maybe 60s and 70s, right? Then you have to go in the span of 10 minutes, recalibrate your brain, forget about all the changes you were telling your your team to make for longevity of the car. And then you have to go and go run a 32 in some guys cases a 3190 or, uh, a, you know, we run a 32.30, so you have to go pick up a 1.3, 1.5 seconds in one lap. And you only have one chance to do it. You don't get a chance to feel how much car grip the car's got. You have to trust it, and then you also have to get a really accurate feel coming to the green of what your car is going to give you for grip. So I think we have a really good car. I'm happy with it, and I was somewhat happy. I'm glad I'm to the point now in my career we're talking about this in the lounge Glad I'm to the point now all of us collectively aspire are frustrated with a 20th in qualifying because that was qualifying in general has been our, our um, weakness. So we're trying to get that better, and it's nice to be aggravated with a 20th place qualifying effort. So you're saying it's hard? You're saying it's hard to, to get your brain racked up, but that's why you guys got them big motorhomes in there. It pays that, good. That is why some guys have jets, and that's why some guys have some nicer motorhomes than others, but 
uh, yes, that is, that's where you have to go earn that money. So in practice, did you get to the fence? Where were you, where did you run? How's that going to migrate? I was giving myself a, it seems like because there are so many guys through first practice, second practice, trying to run up there, it gets rubbered up fairly early. Uh, I think the tire, you're, you're gripping your tires. I, I ran a 30 lap run in practice and went to the fence only the last six or seven. And still there was plenty, not plenty. There was equal to the amount of grip on the top up against the fence as there was wrapping the top seam just because the rubber wasn't laid down as heavy. So I think you, you will see several lanes of race. And I don't think the bottom being this hot is going to be an advantage later on in the, later on in the run. But I think you can see some guys running the middle to three quarter mark and, but you know, inevitably it's going to be the guys who can rip the fence and get that extra six, eight inches of, of fresh asphalt that are going to be uh, tough to beat. With, with it, with the body, right. With not paying the penalty of running the fence. Like if you, if you hit the fence, a lot of guys early in the race would give themselves a buffer to not cave the right side of the car. And then the last run of the day kind of put it up there other than, you know, the five and the 45 with that, like with, with the with the risk not being as high you think more guys get up there and it takes a little bit of the advantage away because they will rubber that in and it'll lose grip as the day goes i would agree with that um you know i think that there's guys are practicing a lot trying to run the fence like larson and like reddick so i think their competitive advantage that they have had will continue well, they will still have it but it will be less advantageous because guys will be able to work at that figure out how to run it and yeah, it'll be interesting to see who's able to get up to the top and make it work or maybe make it stick other than Larson and Reddick. Speaking of those guys, Flores, want to get your take. Truex is going to be on the pole. He needs a turnaround in his playoffs. He'll have a good starting spot. Those Toyotas taking up the first three spots with Bubba second, Reddick third. Obviously a heavy favorite. Larson is fifth. Some other uh, playoff guys scattered around here. Byron seventh, Blaney tenth. Denny 11th, Seabell 13th, and the worst of the round of eight drivers on Saturday, Chris Busher, he'll start 17th. Yeah, Busher seems to have lost a little speed as of late. And see the 19, I mean, Toyota has had qualifying speed all year. You know, I think Chris Bell's been on the pole for like 100 weeks in a row now. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, for, for Martin, and man, the 2311 car is just having so much speed. I, I hope it's not too much of a, like, I keep going back to Denny, right? And like the mental side of the game. And he's like a type of guy that would, take qualifying 11th like to heart so we'll see how they can rebound on the day pit road selection is going to be really huge um you know the 19 is going to probably have the first stall but these guys in the top 10 they're going to have you know openings out or openings in and you get a little bit further back and the pit stalls are going to be a little bit tougher this is a super tight pit road so the further you are down pit road as you're pulling out of your pit box or you know as you're driving down pit road like if you're in the last pit stall and someone in 20 has the same pit stop time as you and they're you're gonna beat them they can just merge in front of you and kind of put you in a position where you have to lift or you hit that outside wall it's a little bit this pit road kind of is like a little bit like indies it's not as narrow and um it's going to be super interesting but yeah the toyotas show crazy speed again in qualifying but i think tomorrow it's going to be either the five or the 45 those are the two that i am uh, i'm going with yeah i'm interested to see if reddick can punch his ticket Larson got it done last week. Speaking of Las Vegas, a week ago, I meant to tell you, I talked with Adam Stevens after we filmed Stacking Pennies about that first pit stall, and it almost seemed like a disadvantage for Seabell. And you were talking about the transition from concrete to asphalt and just kind of why there just seemed to be like this lack of grip. And I asked him about it, 
and gave you credit, Skip. And he said, if I had to do over it again, I probably would not pick that stuff. Yeah, it's hard, right? Because you you pick pit stall one in some places like Kansas. I don't know that it's that huge of an advantage here at Homestead, but there's some places like Kansas or, ah, man, I think back to like Darlington where the, the line is right there and you just kind of squirt to it. But then places like, you know, Las Vegas, and there's a couple tracks to where the line's a little bit further away and you're just spinning your tires trying to get there. But when you're a crew chief, right, you have to take the best available option at the time and say that you pick, I don't know, pit stall eight that has an opening out. That's kind of like pit stall one, but something happens. Then all of a sudden you look like a dummy. So like I say all the time, if we could all predict the future, yeah. we would probably be doing something a little bit different than making cars go around in a circle faster than each other. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, and I'm hoping that our buddy Corey's car works a little bit better than his phone today. Obviously we lost him here. <laughs> hey, he had to drop out. He's also taken some sponsors, uh, out fishing there. So he says he hates Florida, but he's getting the best of it. Doing a little racing. Maybe, maybe Florida hates fish. him too. Florida yeah. said your phone no longer works. You want to talk crap about me? Your phone done. So who's, who's your pick for tomorrow? <laughs> Um, I have to go with Reddick. Yeah. I feel yeah, like yeah. I had him flip-flopped because he was so confident last week. Like, he was like, I'm going to win Vegas. And then it was Larson. So I feel like, I don't know, we're just going to invert them. And this week it's the 45s turn. Yeah, I'm going to go. Then I'll go with Larson. But, you know, I think that the 19 car was really good here last year. And, and Larson, you know, he kind of misgaged where his pit stall was. And Larson ended up spinning him, you know, into his pit stall. So... We'll see. I mean, this is a place where the 19 can have a great day and uh, see if they can clean it up as a team. And if they win, man, they're going to put all the all the people talking to shame because that, that playoff, I think William Byron's only nine to the good. And then I think there's like they're like two points yeah. to the good, the 19 and the 11 and the 20. And then we're 17 back. So it's pretty close. And that's, you know, with stage racing, that's that makes it really easy to close that gap or lose a lot of points. Yeah. Truex was talking about Ian Larson on pit road and how when you saw that 180 spin, he just couldn't see. He's like, the sun was at like such an angle that he just totally lost it. Um, speaking of pit road again, Flores, what are we thinking for all day, right? Yeah, I would say it's, it's you know, we thought that at Vegas too, it was like four tires is the play. And then you see guys take two and be able to, you know, not bleed back and, and get stage points. So depending on when the cautions fall, if you think you can hang on or get a buffer, You'll, you'll take those stage points depending on the situation you're in. But last year, you know, this is a place where we can go and we can do 10 pit stops, use every set of tires in the stall. Or like last year, the way the race played out, we only did six. So it's a it's a place that can kind of flip-flop, and it just depends on if caution comes out, what your, you know, when they come out close to your stage break and tire fall off. But, uh, but yeah, I would say four tires all day, a little bit of a pit crew competition gigantic pit wall at this place so rolling tires is going to be key and uh yeah i'm just excited to get down there to the i like florida i enjoy the pastel colors on the wall yes um i really like the keys and i'm bummed i'm not going down to stay in the keys Some, that's where we usually stay when we go down there down in key largo but uh unlike my friend Corey, i do enjoy it but yeah i'm excited it's a business trip this week we're not going down there to go fishing we're going we're going straight down the try to get this thing locked in in the championship four. That's right. Flores, part of the 12 team. Blaney, again, you guys are starting 10th on the day tomorrow. We'll be watching our boy, Corey. He's rolling off P20. And I will give Skip credit for one more thing. And I said this on SiriusXM and gave him credit there. 
You said the 19 team of Truex is not a momentum team. I know the playoffs have sucked so far for them and they cannot put their left foot in front of their right. But you said they're not a momentum team. They can fire off and win at any given time. And starting on the pole tomorrow looks like maybe you're onto something. I mean, we'll see how it plays out. He's a 609er. A Jersey, New Jersey, that's uh, New Jersey's form of a redneck. So nothing really phases him. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what that 19 team can do. Uh, hopefully they do just a little bit worse than the 12 car. Yeah, that's right. We don't want them to do bad. We just want to do better is what I'd that's say. That's right. That's so. right. Carrying the flag for Team Penske. Good luck tomorrow. Safe travels down there. Guys, thanks for listening. Uh, we will be back to recap it all with Stacking Pennies. It'll come out next Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Enjoy the race around 2.30 p.m. Eastern. Mike Hilton, NASCAR exec, is going to wave the green flag on the Forever 400. A huge tribute to Kevin Harvick when he won the title there in 2014. So enjoy it on NBC. And we'll see you guys next week. This is Fair Change presented by Mobile One.